The stars at night are big and bright. Yeah, I know how it feels. When I drink milk, I get the farts. <laughs> it's kind of like that, but in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm also lactose intolerant. Yeah, but you're also a killer. Like, you not being able to eat cheese is not the worst flaw we're dealing with right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. I was thinking when I was driving home, what if it really is Tori? This is going to feel so bad. This conversation is going to feel so bad. And we're going to be like, I don't. We kind of knew. We thought we knew. The Netflix documentary is going to have so many good audio clips to play over news articles. That is our fucking serial. What is the number one fucking podcast ever? It is sitting right there. Oh my God. Seat number five. I mean, I'm not hoping she kills somebody. <laughs> oh, man. But I'm not not hoping that she. <laughs> hey, everybody! Welcome to the Gimme the Loot podcast, the TTRPG podcast coming to you from deep in the heart of Texas. The still-beating bloody heart ripped from the chest of Tori's last victim. My name's Turner, and I'll be your dungeon master, and potentially at least partially complicit in some of those crimes. But either way, it's still a winner of a podcast. Happy Halloween, everybody. Episode 16. The party plans on getting some shit done. Maybe. Eventually. Possibly multiple things at the same time all at once. Way to go, Todd. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Either way, we sincerely appreciate you making time for us in your busy podcast listening schedules. And of course, special thank you to our patrons whose investment in the show helps us bring you bigger and better and spookier, not really content. Be sure to hang out after the show to find out exactly what they get for supporting the Pentagoons besides a well-justified feeling of moral superiority and the false confidence that flattery that they've paid for can bring them. Reminder. Gimme the Loot is not a family-friendly podcast due to a mix of profanity, fantasy violence, crude humor, gore, and totally derivative sidekick voices. Any specific content warnings will be in the show notes below. And of course, finally, before we get into the episode, as always, we signpost a social issue that we'd like you to pay special attention to during a specific season. This season, we are encouraging everyone to head over to BradyUnited.org to explore how you can get involved in helping combat the epidemic of gun violence that we currently face in the U.S. It's not about taking away rights. It's about common sense protections for our friends and families and communities everywhere. Doesn't take much to be a better hero than one of the party of five. Here's your chance. On that note, let's start the show with Tori as Maury the Ooze, Harland as Todd the Tiefling, Jamie as Eldrin Thaneros, Jazz as Fate of Newark, and Anthony as Babatunde. It is heist planning mode time. You guys have uh, all your resources at your disposal. You have four hours until the start of the party. You have the floor plans to the building, but no information on layout of staff or anything like that. 
Um, there are certainly other resources that you might be able to use to gather that information, but that ball is kind of in your court. Do we know where the sword was? Which room the sword was in again? It, it is on the personage of the, personage, the Yurgish okay. Archmage. Do we know his name? You guys didn't ask his name? Mm-mm. He asked us like seven times too. You don't even know what he looks like. We're just gonna just rob, check out all the pockets until we <laughs> until we get fuck. You guys have a very clear image of what the sword looks like. He just got it on his hip. He ain't got it like in a bag of holding or nothing. No. So this is a ceremonial magical sword that they earn when they become an archmage. Basically, mm-hmm. it is the archmage's sword. It's the symbol of the archmages fighting for their pursuit of knowledge. While we're waiting, I am going to cast Fine Steed and summon a Mastiff. Okay. But we're doing that now, huh? We're getting mounts out? You're going to make me bust this horse out? <laughs> Wish you could, huh? Well, really, I was just trying to find something that would essentially just walk around and I can communicate with it telepathically as long as within one mile. Mm. So that sounds like a good idea. No, I like that. (laughs) The archmages are required to carry the sword whenever they make any kind of appearance or engage in any kind of scholarly debate or uh, at official functions. Actually, somebody give me a history check real quick to see what they know about Yurgish archmage swords. This is not going to go well. Uh, you know what? I believe in myself. I'm going to do it this time. Good roll here, right here. Here we go. Nine. That's about right. Nat 20. Oh, look at that. How appropriate. Right on time. You are familiar with these swords, Fate. You know, they are somewhat unique to Yurgish culture that when somebody achieves Archmage status, they get this really fancy glowy sword. They don't do that in Normir and Normirian Archmages are more than a little bit salty about it. (laughs) It's always worn on the left side typically wear the sword in a clip, basically a sturdy loop that is sewn into their trousers that it's inserted through. And then the sword itself is firmly held in place with a clasp in the scabbard, which is actually ironically transparent glass. It's not a rapier, but it's not like a big, massive sword. If anything, it's about the size of a short sword. It's like a saber? It's more narrow. It has a fairly fancy cross guard and basket hilt and then this blade that comes down that is just constantly rotating through different colors and sparking off different magical energies almost like a little bit of a laser light show scrolling across its blade at any given time it's a lightsaber got it he very much said it's not a saber it's like a short rapier i'm not bigger than a main gauche shorter than a rapier <laughs> like a thin flat blade that is held in this transparent scabbard in this special clip that is sewn into their trousers, but the scabbard is very explicitly made clear so you can see all the fancy wizarding shit going on inside the steel of the blade. They also wear a fancy hat. Like with a feather? (laughs) No, it's more like a top hat. Mm. The Archmage's hat is the symbol of liberty and a symbol of scholarship Mm. and freedom of magical research. It's round because the wearer is supposed to answer questions clearly and naturally and not split hairs. It's perfectly round like an orb? Like a sphere well not in this picture but we're gonna say yes so it it is like a bubble with a brim basically that sits on top of their head okay it's a bubble with a brim got it so fishbowl hat and fancy light sword my new objective is to get that maury says to themselves (laughs) oh no (laughs) quietly (laughs) (laughs) so 
the way this could play it out, all you have right now is the layout and the schedule of the event. Fate is able to recall what the sword itself will look like and the traditions with carrying it and using it. You guys start to come up with a plan as you might have questions about information that you might be useful. I will tell you how you can procure that information and what role will be necessary to procure it. When y'all feel like you're ready to go with the infiltration, that's when we'll start that particular encounter. Okay. So step one, we need to make sure we're, we're using the psychic link so that we can communicate properly. Let's not forget that this time, guys. We seem to forget that sometimes. For sure. For sure. Are we splitting up or? I think so, at least to some extent. If we roll around as a group, it's going to draw more attention. That's all I'm saying. Um. So who's going to be in charge of securing our exit? I think uh, that I should just get the sword and then just ethereal step through the, the side of the building and just walk around outside and then we'll be done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Elgin, Elgin, not, not a terrible idea. So we'll wait, Sarah Cafe. And we, we must we must remember that we cannot kill anyone. Mm-hmm. But what was that, Baba? I'm sorry, I didn't. Did you say something? We, we, as we must remember that we can, we, we, we cannot kill anyone. Right. Yes. Pretty simple instruction there. No murder. That's going to be difficult. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Elgin, I, I, while I do like your idea, I must remind you that we're going into a room. Uh, no, not a room. A, an entire building full of mages. Uh-huh. The moment you go to try and cast a spell, they will most likely try to stop you. It's not a spell. It's an ability. Um, first off. No. If it was a spell, I'd be able to do it okay. uh, at will. Uh, all the okay. you know, with I cannot. Uh, so technically, not a spell. It is a hmm. it is a feature okay. of okay. my ranger training. <laughs> I've, I've honed this skill. Yeah, sorry, not a spell. <laughs> we just ranger explained to you. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, then, good luck to you. Um, hopefully, no one decides to meet you there in the ethereal plane. <laughs> 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 I can only move. I, I the, here's the only thing we need to make sure I'm 45 feet within the walls, like so that I can walk on the outside in in you know six seconds. I only have six seconds. Um, so wait, wait, you, you're going to you're going to run in there, grab the sword. Someone, can, someone else could grab the sword. Poof and vanish. Uh huh. And appear on the outside. That is the plan for me to take the sword outside, and then you guys can just leave. No one will think anything because you're just there. Well, wouldn't the guy miss his sword? I mean, maybe. I think we should go some Indiana Jones route. Do you want to go with a fake sword? I think we should get a fake sword. Hmm. I think we should fake sword. I don't hate that. I think that's not a bad idea. <laughs> we can make a fake sword. Craft a fake sword. Can anyone create a fake sword? Like, <laughs> <sighs> That seems like a blacksmith uh, problem. DM, do we have knowledge and time enough to acquire a fake sword. You have four hours. You do know that there are a number of artificer and magical item creation oriented departments on campus. So, you know, you could go to... Is there a gift shop with a replica sword that we could beef up? (laughs) (laughs) Just for for context, a Yurgish dignitary is from overseas. So think Finland. Where's Helsinki at? Norway? Finland? Finland. (laughs) One of those. I think it's Finland. It's such a random question. It's Finland. Okay. Basically, think fantasy Finland, but instead of being populated with Finnish people, basically the Netherlands and uh, like that entire region is 
a mixed culture of Viking elves and orcs that basically came together in early post-Godspire origination um, and formed this seafaring raider culture at first. But over time, they developed into a, a little bit more of a really strong collaboration between elves and orcs to create a, a country that is, is largely seen as extremely progressive, consistently polled as some of the happiest people on Arnosia. National healthcare, uh, which is surprising for a fantasy world. <laughs> fantasy Finland is where this guy comes from. So not at all from Yalhavar. So there is a gift shop and it has all kinds of cool stuff. And God help you guys if you let Maury go in there. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not going to find a replica of this sword there. But yes, procuring a procuring a fake sword is definitely an option. The question is, would you want to go to the to get it from an artificer or from somebody who is studying how to infuse magic into an item that they're forging. So like a blacksmith that's learning magic to enhance their smithing skills or a an artificer. Can someone like create something fast? Like I imagine a blacksmith takes time that we don't have. Is there someone who can like take a stick and make it just look like a sword that we want? Thinking like a cosplayer. <laughs> You're looking for somebody to create an illusion of a sword? Oh, it, it sounds no. It sounds it sounds weird. Okay, that sounds tough. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like that's not going to work. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, I, that wasn't a loaded question at all. <laughs> I'm trying to figure in what where are we going for us to do this next encounter? You can either go to the artificers who can create something more mechanically oriented. You can go to the kind of the blacksmith college on campus, the smithing department, which again, wizards, they can make it go fast. Yeah. I mean, you could go to the school of illusion. I mean, literally you have an array of all the different kinds of magics of it. So whatever you guys imagine that you could come up with, there's going to be an opportunity to do it. It's just whether or not you can pull it off. Do please do not interpret my follow-up questions as a, well, you could try. That's not what I'm doing. I don't, the magic thing does seem weird in a place of high level mages and wizards. <laughs> so we, we kind of got to go through like an artificer, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking the same. What, what, what if we don't? What if we don't replace the sword and we just knock the guy out with like poison or something? Is that, is that, is that on the table? Like we just knock the guy out and just take the sword and then just leave? We just, we, we chloroform him? I mean, kind of. We poison him? I'm just saying. Okay. Just saying. Okay. The, spike the punch. Is he likely to be by himself? Can we frame a different school? Ooh. Like do like a prank and leave something in its place that's like... Suck it, <laughs> school of necromancy. <laughs> yeah, we could use faith school as like the the rival school and then just- Whoa, what? I like the poison in everyone idea. See? We just spike the drink. <clears throat> we just spike the punch. Who said that? <laughs> I did. Everyone? Poison everyone? I said put the, put, the, put the thing in the punch bowl, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's really difficult to determine who did it when everyone poisoned it. Todd, give me a real quick. Oh fuck! What would be a catering roll? Um, yes. <laughs> mm, what what is what skill do you want Todd to use for his catering checks? <laughs> and don't tell me whatever you have the highest fucking attribute in. No, no, no. Slide of hand. It's got to be performance, right? I was I was thinking performance. I was thinking performance. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Give me a quick performance check. Sixteen. You know good goddamn well no fucking party of this stature is going to have a punch bowl. <laughs> goddamn. They're going to have fucking waiters and waitresses, maybe a cash bar, more than likely an open bar. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And multiple open bars. Mm. So probably a champagne toast that happens all at once. Correct. There you go. So there are waiters? 
there are waiters and and, and people that we can oh. pretend to be. Ooh, disguise. Mm. Yeah. You would know that there would be a huge kitchen in the back that would be preparing meals. Really quick, looking at the layout of the map, you've got the laboratory down in the southeast corner. And there's a few rooms that have smaller tables laid out. Those are kind of mingling areas where hors d'oeuvre stations, champagne fountains will be set up. In the west side of the building, there's a large open room, which will be pretty much kind of a dance floor. There's two bars in there. Yes, the building is more than big enough for you guys to trigger your distance trigger. Ooh, that, that's risky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Interpreting my measures. Yeah, I know exactly what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> the room east is with the couches is more of a smoking lounge. So there will be a number of different hookahs set up in that area. The, the, you know, the libraries are, I mean, they're still fucking wizard schools. There's the, the libraries are, are the libraries. And then the central dining hall. So you would know in this situation, Typically in catering events that you've hosted in the past, the guest of honor, you know, kind of mingle around and show off and be schmoozed at different locations. Maybe they'll go in a dance and then at the assigned time, they will go in for dinner. There will be a toast in their honor, exactly as Maury called out. Everybody will take a drink and they'll, everybody will sit down and eat. There will be a kitchen staff, which stays largely in the kitchen preparing food. There will be a wait staff circulating hors d'oeuvres, a couple of bartenders at the individual bars. And then uh, somebody occasionally popping in and maintaining like any of the, the champagne fountains. If I know a school, they're going to have it catered by a real good place food wise. But the people serving food are probably students. Mm. I'm guessing interns or mm. just free. TAs. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Some some way of getting free labor from the students. Usually they would get the poor people to do it as part of the scholarship. <laughs> I will tell you, you don't even need to make a history role to do this. Again, no scholarships at Yahavar, elitist fucks. Yep. The city of Yahavar around the College of, of Yahavar is explicitly the mundane service staff for this stuff. Bribery, guys. So there will be somebody who who is a townie that comes in to cook for these events or to cook in the mess hall, like the lunch lady or the, the chefs. Or any of the staff that's not magically driven lives in the town are basically mundanes who are making money off of these snotty-ass wizards. A Fate's small town exists specifically to grow food to send to the city to be prepared by these people. I, I got it, guys. I think we should uh, find some of the catering services, bribe them for their uniforms, and then we can walk freely yes. throughout the place as people who are catering the event. We have invitations. So, I mean, that the freely part is not the problem. It's just the getting to the, the dignitary guy. I just don't, we have invitations, but then that's just too much of people asking us who we are. Sure. I think, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I think the catering angle is the way to go. One, we have expert caterer guy to give us the information on, on how we need to, to proceed here. Uh, and two, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, just poison, poison drinks. We don't need stealth checks. We could also work it from different angles. We don't all have to be caterers. We go halvesies. That's true. Mm. I... I have a bit of an idea. Okay. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> Todd, hear me out. I, I, I like your I like your approach with abusing the catering service. <laughs> abusing. If we could find the guest of honor and have you over-serve him with, uh, you know, libations and either A, get him, you know, maybe a bit tipsy or B, 
having to make frequent restroom <laughs> trips, mm. um, we could then get him close enough to the walls, preferably get him to, you know, the bathroom where then Jamie can get the sword and then be close enough to a wall to then make his escape as he was speaking about earlier. Yes. I, 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 I worry about when he figures out there's nothing on his hip. It's an all-out war to see who stole it. But he will have been so overserved listen, listen. that it'll just be too hard to believe him that he didn't drunkenly lose it. Forget him at the end of the night. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, maybe he just misplaced it. We can just try and gaslight him into believing or gaslight everybody else into believing that he got drunk and lost it just that fast. And in the chaos, we all t- quietly tiptoe because it's an embarrassing scene and we don't want to be part of it. With, except for Elgin, who will already be gone. I don't hate that idea either. I, I would just like the sleight of hand, Raiders of the Lost Ark, fake one, real one, versus getting them drunk. How many drinks? We don't know if he's a lightweight. We don't know if he can handle his liquor. We don't even know if he drinks. That's what the poison's for, though. That's the the, the knockout poison. We don't even know if he drinks. Yes, if we go with the poison and I am immune, or not immune, I am resistant to the poisons. So mm. we could, you know... Do the old Iocane powder routine. <laughs> Drinking contest? Do we do we have poison? Is, do we, we got a poison game? <laughs> Gonna challenge him. Yes, he would have to choose the glass in front of him or the glass in front of me. <laughs> 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 but he can clearly not choose the glass in front of him. He can't, he can't do that. He can't do that. <laughs> He's from Finland. They know. They know. You never challenge a Finnish guy to a... a t- Jurgish. He's a Jurgish, not Finnish. Jurgish. Yeah. You never challenge a Jurgish man when death is on the line. We know this. But they, they have He's to Jurgish. <laughs> from beside you, Baba, you hear, Ro, uh, you just rummage me to um rang out with uh you in the street i mean uh what's happening we will use you as some of our eyes and ears when we go into this party yet oh, oh so i'm okay <laughs> you're you're seeing eye mastiff <laughs> <laughs> we should get him a bow tie Where's the gift shop? <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't need gifts just yet. <laughs> gifts is what you get at the end of the trip. Yeah. You know, because you don't want to carry those around wherever you go. The souvenir, you you, you definitely don't need them this early on. Uh, takes up the space. That's smart. That's smart. I haven't picked my favorite school yet, so. You can minor, minor <laughs> illusion in my bow tie? <laughs> yeah. These plans are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, we can do them all. We can. <laughs> We, we all. You guys could drug the guy and swap out his sword. And like, again, all I would like to have accomplished by the end of this session is that you guys have a concrete plan in place and we've executed any prep rolls. So let's each do a different plan. I like that. No, <laughs> I like that idea. Let's make it a fun game. Absolutely not. I like it. I like that idea. I will see who wins. No, Turner, you're you're fully aware this is going to go to shit, aren't you? <laughs> Everyone, hands in. We'll meet back in six hours. And see who has the sword. I like that idea. We turned it into almost a game that we even compete against each other to see who gets the sword. <laughs> but then what if we know, well, none of us do it? <laughs> because we're too busy. Oh, my God, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you would do. This is what you would fucking do every fucking time. You gotta, mm. I, like, I like this. We've gamified it. <laughs> I think we've gamified it. And I think I will be better. Todd will clearly be better at stealing this game. I was so... 
<laughs> I was so on board with the catering thing. I complimented Todd and not taking it back. I'm taking it back. <laughs> there is no backing out of it. Now you've got Todd into fucking toxic competition. <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. Maury's form kind of just forms more Todd. Like, Listen, the thing was, we all liked everyone's idea. Yeah. We could either sit here five minutes and figure out which one we do, or we could do them all. Yeah. (laughs) This is just the throw all the shit at the wall and hope one sticks plan. That's what we're going to do. Oh, my fuck. This never works. This never works. While we're all talking about this, can I ritually cast identify um, on the four mystery bottles I got from Ognums? You can. Does this take about 40 minutes? (laughs) Oh, yeah, clearly it does. (laughs) So... They're experimental potions. Mm. They will do a random effect when you drink them. So Ah. you spend some time, you pour a drip out of each one into like the cap and, uh, you know, it probably uh, extrude a bunch of different eye stalks and stare down at them the entire time, shifting them a different way to see the different viscosity to see if they flare up. And they all react multiple different ways, each from moment to moment (laughs) before finally evaporating. So... When you drink those, we will roll a random potion and that will be the effect that they have. Maury was doing this for for like half an hour and then just takes the potion bottles back into their forms. I have my plan. I'm ready to go. (laughs) You guys are. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, fuck. Yeah, I really need to figure out where I'm breaking the mid-episode before I actually record the mid-episode announcements because I can't really refer to the first half of the episode unless I know which half of that episode is at. But, you know, what are you going to do? Hey, everybody, announcements for this episode. Of course, we stream Mondays, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Twitch, twitch.com forward slash GMDLcast. It's all D&D adjacent. Variety content. We've got a couple of new different types of shows coming up. Uh, I think we have actually filled out the calendar through the first quarter of next year. So don't expect any last minute, oh shit, Turner's going to read from an ancient player's handbook episodes anymore. As much as I love those, they aren't necessarily the most engaging live content. Although given the opportunity, I may still do a few of those for patrons. Uh, No, it's mostly character creation, coming up with one shots, guest interviews, everything that we can possibly cram in that's not actually playing D&D on stream because uh, that takes a lot of time and a lot of focus and we don't have either of those. But you know what we do have? Some really cool people in our Discord. So why don't you head down to the link in the show notes below, hop in there. It's really our primary social channel currently while we figure out what the fuck else we're doing with all the other places to go on the internet. I mean, we're at GMDLcast everywhere Twitter, Instagram, Blue Sky, Blue Star, I think. Or is that an ointment? Threads, Facebook? Dad, is that you? No, it's absolutely not. We know better than that. <laughs> you wouldn't ever take an interest in something I was creatively doing. But yeah, there's we're, we're out there everywhere on socials. Uh, but really, the best place to interact with us is the Discord, where you can hang out with some of our community. We used to just keep that to patrons, but now we want everybody to come in. Cool. Uh, I think that's actually going to do it for this episode. Rate, review, subscribe. Helps us out. Uh, word of mouth is a little bit more important. We'll talk about that at the end. So, uh, hey, let's get back to the show.
I have, I do have, I do have one more question. Um, and this is, this is potentially another plan. I have been actually kind of, uh, keeping this in my back pocket for some time now. Uh huh. But it's, uh, this might be good, a time to go ahead and come forward with this. Baba, Todd, the two of you tend to be, um, a, a bit of athletes, um, as it were, between the, in the party. Uh, if you had to, like, guess at, like, exactly how quickly you could run. Very fast. I've haste, haste. Right. But, like, what, what, like, at, at your, at your absolute fastest, like, as fast as you could possibly run. Baba's faster. <laughs> not anymore. Maybe not anymore. How, how fast do you think that is? He's still faster. I don't know. Aren't you with feline agility? Aren't you faster? One time, maybe. Um, maybe for a single round. With haste and feline agility, would you be faster than Todd with haste? Well, listen, I got, I got Misty Step now, too, sir. S- so do I. That's 30 feet, buddy. I've got a 90 foot misty step. What? Oh, yeah. 90 foot misty step? What the fuck? I've got it written down. Yeah. 90 foot misty step. <laughs> 90 feet. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's got an infernal step. Oh, my God. Okay. So you got 90 feet plus what's your. Oh, yeah, I, I think he's I think he's faster than me now. What's your top speed at yeah. dash? Uh, 45. It's 45 feet. So 90. So that's 90 plus 90. That's 180 feet. Right. And so I can. 60. Um, I can also dash as a bonus action, putting it at 90. I can do 180 in a turn. You hear in your head, or actually, you all hear this now because you're all mentally linked. Why don't, why, why don't you guys race? <laughs> that, that'd be the best way to Why don't you race right now? <laughs> we we, Fuck stats. Roll initiative and race right now. <laughs> We don't, we, we don't have time. We don't have time. We go now. You just take 10 minutes out to do a race. We go now. <laughs> and this this Mastiff, this pony-sized Mastiff is dancing around fucking Baba prancing and that dogful, playful prance. We go now. <laughs> I cast slow. <laughs> we definitely Todd, need to see. Todd is already getting geared up to put on his... his uh, Baba's got whole... Suit of armor on. If he's faster than you now, you better fucking shut the fuck up for the rest of. The- Listen, Todd, Todd, Todd is putting on the 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 servant outfit, and he's getting ready for his plan. Oh my god, he, <laughs> he is he is definitely getting ready for the plan. <laughs> Why would we put our eggs in one basket when there's five baskets? Okay, okay. I just want to propose that if one of us is able to get their hands on the sword, give me a signal. And I will allow, or, you know, if one of the two of you, I should say, were to get your hands on the sword and you need to make a quick escape, I can then haste you, which would then allow you to say, uh, hit the dash. Can we double haste? No, it's a concentration. No, I have haste. Oh. When I haste, you haste. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. So if I haste and you haste, does it double to the stack? The way it's worded, I don't, I don't think it does. No. No, there there was a dwarven wizard that was working on a double dash haste spell, but you guys killed him during the evaluative derby, so. Oh. <laughs> whoa, whoa, we didn't kill anybody. <laughs> Orium's double dash haste will never be. Mm. Mm. Listen, it seems like there's too much. So, But I, if I haste one of them and you haste the other, then they could like relay race the whole thing out. Relay race. Mm. Listen, uh, the, the only thing that concerns me is that we should probably be aware of our position so that we don't pull or swap or yes how, how do we do we have a way to understand whether or not we've gotten too far apart Ooh. or even which direction to go if we are all split up mm. we're totally gonna get swapped around <laughs> i think we should make sure that i say y'all all just keep me in your view <laughs> and i'll take everything <laughs> 
this is why you can't go in and do six different plans, dipshit. Like debooting, debooting has walls. <laughs> I think I think you guys are not used to stealing stuff. Oh my god! Because y'all are trying to do snatch and grab, and this is needs a more delicate way. <laughs> <laughs> I like my plan, but I also like the get them drunk plan, right? I like that plan as well. So why put... Then let's keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah, it is. Why put all our eggs in one basket? What if that basket breaks, huh? Then we shift to plan B after plan A fails, Todd. Yeah, I think that's a better idea. Plan. How about we have the first plan, then 1A, B, C, and they all work together. But they're all going at once. They're all just going at once. Multi-threading. We're multi-threading this this plan. We've had such success using teamwork in the past at a level where we'd have to be that coordinated, Todd. This, that's why. This isn't teamwork. This is all individuals working towards the same goal. Eight, hold on. Do we have an idea of it, the amount of attendance? No. No, you don't, but... I'd like to learn about who's going to be there. Yeah, you could you could sniff around on campus to see if you could pick up some rumors and scuttlebutt on how many people were going to be uh, in attendance. Because you know there's two different societies that are kind of competing for this guy's attention. The ass sorcerers, right? Mm. Do we know how much the catering company is getting paid? Can we just bribe the catering company to do the poisoning for us? I bet it's more than we got. The uh, Association of Sovereign Sorcerers. The ass? And the uh, the wizards analyzing new cantrips. The wank and the ass. Got it. <laughs> so I'm just saying, it's, it, since this is an educational place, they, they probably don't have the best funds. And they're already using almost free labor from the people outside. They can't be getting well. We can bribe some people to get some poison <laughs> in the food or drink. So. So do you even have poison? <laughs> and that's the step one is like, can we procure some, some sort of poison to knock people out or confuse them or something? That's- Listen, there's got to be an alchemist someplace. This is a college campus. We will find drugs. You know, he's not wrong. Drugs will be, can be easily be found. <laughs> let's go to that friend house. He's not wrong. That's a good idea. I Let's go to that, that house that with all the tieflings. Yeah, might be, they might have some. <laughs> let's hallucinogenics, not Drunk. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Not, not that I would know, but on campus drugs tend to vary in quality, and you can't necessarily <laughs> know the effects it would have on each individual mm. uh, if you were to just serve them to them. And it's, it's a very dangerous game, especially since we've been told not to kill anyone. We don't know what kind of meds he's on, and there might just be, you know. Counteraction. We can, we're going party drugs. We're not going. We're not going H. We go. We going party famous. Yeah. <laughs> well, write me uh, a verse reaction. <laughs> Why is my mastiff Scooby Doo? <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know any other wrong voices, Robert. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be able to summon anything with a Mastiff now, am I? Not, not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Why, why don't you love me, Baba? <laughs> I was amazed that he summoned a dog to begin with. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, you weren't. Fucking Baba made a giant dog appear. And y'all been like, yeah, cool. All right, about the fucking catering staff. <laughs> It was the most inconspicuous. A giant camel walking around campus would, uh, felt weird. Is your dog on a leash? No, it's fucking psychic. 
we're plan we're planning we going with if you don't want to do individual plans which i think is the best yeah i, I think uh like like i don't know why the voice of god is all of a sudden now that your dog but, <laughs> um yeah i mean if, if we're talking for the most show potential <laughs> todd deciding to have his own plan maury clear is going to do whatever the fuck maury is going to do <laughs> <laughs> and then the the rest of you like uh, surviving an alliance and doing another plan is absolutely a-okay with me as if that wasn't going to happen anyway. Fate and Eldrin want to do a, a, a smash and grab. No. They want to just grab and then poof out of there like no one's going to know someone stole that thing off their hip. If he's knocked out, then he's not going to know. We leave. We don't even have to use the teleport out. We can just walk out the door. Knocked out with what? With the poison. The poison. With the sleep spell? The poison or something. The poison we don't have? Uh, listen. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait. Weren't you trying to poison? No. So why are you now suddenly condemning the poison plan? I'm not poisoning them. No, I said your poison plant. Mine's is a, is a is a radius of the a lost ark swap and steal sleight of hand trick. So you're you're doing the Indiana Jones swap swap a sword. Go in. Oh, bump into him. Oh, I stole his hip. <sighs> when are you gonna do it? While I'm trying. When's it when? While I'm serving him his alcohol. Because so when he's sitting down, no. you're gonna accidentally take the sword off his head. I'm imagining it's a party and people are walking around mingling, and I have a tray in my hand, walking around serving drinks or food or hors d'oeuvres, and I accidentally bump into him. Maybe a drink falls. We're trying to pick it up. Something happens. I swap the sword, and then no one knows, and I walk out. Yeah. Todd, you're right. You should go go commission the sword. We'll wait here in silence, not planning. You know, at first I didn't like his idea, but I'm thinking maybe if he spills something on him on purpose, he has to go in the back to then clean up. Then we get him to go get the sword. Oh, now you want to beat him up again? <laughs> no, no, no. Then we that that's when we get him alone, and then somebody either Todd does his swap or Eldrin grabs the sword and dips out. I'm fine with you doing the swap. That's fine. You have a pocket. You can put it in. It'll be hidden. That's fine. Like, I'm not worried about that plan. I just don't like I don't I don't like the idea of him being completely aware of you. do. I don't know. It's fine. Let's do your plan. Listen, listen. Can we ask to borrow it? I, I don't I don't like <laughs> Todd's chances of successfully pulling off the swap. I'm not going to lie, but but I do like the theory of the plan. Wait, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If I do a sleight of hand check. What check does he do to make it for it to pass? Is it a, is it opposing checks or is it just I have to pass this? Like I don't know how to. Hey, hey, bud. You're gonna ask him how to. Hey, hey, bud. How about you guys come up with your plan and then execute it, and we'll play that shit out in a moment. Man. Reading ahead in the book here, buddy. Uh, you know what I mean? Like if you want me to fucking tell you who fucking uh, kills Dumbledore, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Why is it all fucking Harry Potter references tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck whoever started this shit. I can't even keep that now. <laughs> if you want to, uh, you want me to tell you who Kaiser Sose is, I'm not going to tell you that. There you oh, go. fucking goddamn it. He's problematic too. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck. Why are all the <laughs> mysteries problematic? <laughs> yeah. Go with Luke uh, Darth Vader, Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, because nobody in that series has ever been a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I, I like my plan. It gives us a couple hours to find out how to get a fake sword. I'll put it in my bag of holding or in my magic pocket. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. I Just for the fact that he remembered that he can do that, and it actually is applicable in this solution. <laughs> 
I literally just said it, though. I just said it. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, I don't give him that much credit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, of course I knew that was going to work. I, was, I, I knew that's where it would go. But listen, I'm just saying, I like the plan. But if y'all like plans, you can do your plans. I don't see why we have to stick to one plan. So the the, the end result here is that Todd thinks he's better than everyone else and is just going to do what he wants to do. And we're going to have to figure out another plan. This is a stealth mission that... In t- that uh, is has a stealing something, which is sleight of hand, which is kind of what I do. Do you? I got a plus eight. I got a plus eight. <laughs> now, Todd, I know you of all people are not talking to us about stealth. About stealth, exactly. What? Kick it before you pick it, man, is going to tell us to fucking... The entire time I have known you, I have seen you do something sneaky. Once you've seen me do it a few times, and it was entirely unnecessary. It was very necessary. If I did it, it was necessary. <laughs> when you tried to, if I, I hid behind a whole, whole human, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. This is a thing. <laughs> so this is very whole person. You used one of us as a shield so that you didn't get hurt. I do. I do remember that. That was it. <laughs> and you poisoned face I, jerky or whatever. <laughs> Wait, what? What? He did what? <laughs> <laughs> you see the dog look up at you, Baba, and go, I thought you were meant to be the reader now. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming back to haunt you. There, there, was, there was also some stealth moves that no one knows about just yet. I do stealth when y'all don't even need to know about it, guys. <laughs> 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 That's some shit that's been so stealthy it hadn't even been on the podcast, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing doing stealth stuff. (laughs) Anytime Todd's not talking, he's hiding. (laughs) (laughs) So so you mean to tell me that your only uses of stealth have been against us? I'm saying right now, I'm not even going to go stealth. I'm I'm going to hide in plain sight. I am going to dress like a pig. I'm not even going to, there's no stealth involved in my plan. There's no, I'm not even going to sit there and hide behind a ficus. That's not happening. I am going to dress like a, 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 a waiter and serve them. And rob them. <laughs> it seems like a very solid plan. I don't listen. I, I think as as much as I hate to say it, the Todd may be onto at least a little something. I think we should definitely half a plan. I think we should definitely prep multiple plans. <laughs> so we need to get uniforms. We need to get fake sword. We need to potentially procure procure poison. Poison apparently. <laughs> Some hot gas also is on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I didn't, I don't, I don't remember the gossip plan. <laughs> well, I mean, we need to know like details. I want to know everything about this man. I want to know what he likes. I want to know what he hates. It, just in case we need to strike up a conversation with him. I want to know who's going to be there. Also, because I have social anxiety and need to fit in when we arrive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So pre-prep checklist is currently hot goss. <laughs> Poison, <laughs> fake sword, and catering uniforms. Is there anything else that you guys want to procure in advance of the attempt? You have invitations. Mm-hmm. So if some of you wanted to go in mm. and mingle amongst the party goers, you could. Have invitations. We have bribery money. Who are we bribing? Everyone's rich. The only people we can bribe are the catering company. That was your idea. That was your idea. That Oh, that's happening. Do you have money for it? Oh, yeah, that part's happening. Are you paying for it? That's a team <laughs> thing, guys. <laughs> Is there anything else that we need to include in the smash cut heist prep montage before we go into those roles? 
No, I think that's it. All right. So we are going to first smash cut to you guys back out into the city where Todd is having a animated conversation because Todd is an urban bounty hunter. He's used to picking up rumors on the street. He's also a urban caterer. <laughs> yep. yep. And so he is able to, through his network, through the Bounty Hunters Guild and the Catering Service uh, Association. Tight group. Able to track down which org is currently handling catering for this particular hall and find the team that is loading up the wagon to start to take the food and head into the campus to start setting up for the night. There is a dwarven man standing there. Hey, yeah, what do you, what do you want, buddy? Well, you, you tell me you tell me you're going to pick up a sh- couple of shifts for me. That's great. Just you or who else? Uh, can we, can I get five, five cast, five suits? Well, no, hold on. Are you just, well, five, five guys, five guys, five shifts, five shifts, five, five shifts. Yeah. This is five shifts here, but I mean, you look, man, I, I haven't had a night off in quite some time and uh, you know, me and my crew, we will be happy to let you sub in. You're a member of the guild. You're not going to fuck us. You know what happens if you fuck over another caterer. Todd, what happens if you fuck over a caterer? What do they do? So uh, I'm happy to hook you up. With uh, with our uniforms for a little fee uh, and the favor of uh, having a good night off. What happens if you fuck over the caterers? What do they do? You just get a, you get a bad Yelp preview. It just, it's just <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's not a big deal. Yeah, you say that, but fucking try and get a goddamn gig with the three point fucking five goddamn Yelp review. It's, it's a fucking gig economy. You know how tough it is. Exactly. That's the that's the tough part. It's the tough. Part. It's the tough part. It's a bad Yelp review. Fucking, you do not want to end <laughs> no. up with a bad rating on Melp. It's Melp. It's fantasy. Let's not fucking forget episode one. It's been three years. Come on. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. No, no. We, that, that's, a, that's a plan. So then, Todd, give me a persuasion check. This is going to be a DC, we're going to say 15. Yep. No, look at me down because you've used it for the day. Mm. Womp, womp. Oh, my God. It's a nat one. Oh, my God. Oh, it actually is a nat one. Oh. <sighs> He's got a plus 10. <laughs> He's got a plus 10. He only needed to roll a four. I rolled a nat one. Can someone else give me advantage of something? <laughs> no, man. A nat one's always a spectacular failure. <sighs> He, he starts to go, hey, guys, guess what? We've got the night off. And I tell you what this is going to do. You're going to be able to get the uniforms. But you realize he and his entire crew are all dwarves. Oh, fuck. So you've got five dwarven-sized caterers <laughs> uniforms <laughs> that you will be able to, to secure for the, uh, for the event. We can cobble them together with into one. Wait, does it? Eldrin have knitting needles? <laughs> I can't knit a fucking catering uniform out of nothing. Like You can't sew either? You don't need all three of them. Only a few of us actually, uh, five of them only. Do you know what knitting is, sir? <laughs> I know what knitting is. Do you? <laughs> knitting and sewing, they're close to here. They're close. They're close. We will deal with that at, in the next episode when it comes to, all right, so you guys, you, you see Todd coming out of the alley with <laughs> either a lot of fucking short shorts or something went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> as he's got his five catering uniforms and think party down oh no white button up shirt yep <sighs> slacks which will be like uh, fucking culottes on most of y'all <laughs> and extremely tight shirts and and bow ties <laughs> traditional cater garb Chippendale waiters got it yeah <laughs> yeah you guys would, would very much come across Chippendale waiter-esque still a little baggy on feet still a little baggy on feet so we uh, were you guys going artificer or were you going smith Artificer. Artificer. I wouldn't go artificer. Artificer. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we smashed Scott to a artificer's workshop 
and there is a younger looking fire genasi who is vaping out behind the artificer shop that you guys approach and start chatting up and they're like, okay, now wait a minute. You're wanting, you're wanting what now? We vape. Tell him how the sword looks. Yes. Mm, okay. <laughs> um, so, mm. um, and I, I go over to fate and I'm like, you got this buddy. And I, I guidance you. <laughs> nice. So, um, yes, we need, um, we, we need, and I, I try and like, uh, I get a little closer and try and keep this low. So we need a, 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 a replica sword. Um, it's going to be a, um, it's, 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 you know, it's not, 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 not like a rapier, but, um, but it's also not a saber either. Kind of think like maybe a basket hilted sword with a nice. So you're talking a Yurgish academic sword. Is that what we're going for? It's, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, yeah. Well, I wasn't trying to, you know, well, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is what we're going for. Why did you all of a sudden get sultry? That was weird. He's vaping. What? Don't vape kids. <laughs> He's got a real raspy voice. Okay. Right. So. All right. Well, yes. Um, yes. I would like a replica of the Yurgish academic sword and it's, um, Maybe maybe it's scabbard also if that, if that can be thrown in. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't make glass shit, man. Um, I got a, my friend okay. Stan does some really heady get glass blowing, <laughs> mostly bongs and pipes. I'm gonna be honest with you, but uh, <laughs> he might be able to make your glass scabbard. I just do swords. Okay, um, now I can make one that will be the same size and shape. I don't know if I can get it to do that fancy flashing magical shit. Uh, I'm a first year, you know. Um, you know what? We'll take it. We'll take it. Um, we'll we'll just have to you know work with it at some way. Cool. What's in it for me? Why am I doing this? You can add it to your portfolio. Yeah, it looks real good. Your student portfolio for your yeah for your final thesis. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I point over my shoulder at the um, at the uh, the, uh, the 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 dean interpretation from Maury. Um, and so this is, this is extra credit. Uh, this is an extra credit project that uh, um, I'm department head Legolas. Uh, okay. Well, we know that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> you were just green, green slime a second ago. But the, the the portfolio thing's a pretty good idea, actually. <laughs> But fate's still going to need to give me a uh, DC 15 persuasion roll. DC 15 persuasion. That's uh, it's not promising. What do I get on the on the guidance? Uh, D4. Four. D4. You could also bardic. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm probably going to need it because I don't have any bonuses to this. You're at a flat roll. Oh, that's a 13 on the die. Ooh. And then you said I get a D4. Mm-hmm. So I need a two or better. Come on. Two. I need. I'm gonna need to know whether or not you're given the bardic before you roll the d4. Oh, I could possibly fail it with a one. Mm, yeah. Yep. Well, I'll give it. It's a fifty percent chance. Of, no, it's more than 50, 75 percent chance. Seventy five percent chance of passing. Or seventy five percent chance of yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna t- just keep t- up talking the portfolio and be like, "What have you got so far? Walk me through it. <laughs> Walk me through what else you have." And I'll give the bardic. So what's the bardic give me? It's a D6. It's mostly vape pens that he's been making out of this point. <laughs> 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 Alright. So roll a D6 and a D4. Well, you can roll one of them and keep the other. You can't possibly fail them. There's the D4. Oh, it was a four. Oh, you can keep the bardic for ten minutes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to do a behind the screen roll for how effective a replica that is. <sighs> Some of his best work. <laughs> Can I give him guidance as I'm walking through his like portfolio? 
<laughs> negative, negative. All right. So hot goss time. Where are you guys going to collect the hot goss? Where would be a good place on campus for you guys to pick up what's, what the scuttlebutt is for this event? Uh, Either the cafeteria or the student union. Those are the two... Yeah, there's there's a couple of different quad esque areas where there are mages out playing frisbee and like magical hacky sack and shit. If you want to kind of, I was gonna say the the teachers' lounges. Yeah, teachers' lounge sounds like a wherever like like the junior association of sovereign sorcerers. Like you know, like the, the ones <laughs> that want to be a part of that association that would know about this party in particular. So jazz, yeah, okay. So <laughs> you use the map. Jess. Do you find your way to the jazz building? Uh, are the Association of Sovereign Sorcerer building and then out back, there's a smaller little junior building for the Junior Association of Sovereign Sorcerers. Um, you head up to it, you walk through. It's really just a two-room building. There's the little front room and the little tiny library in the back. And there's a sorcerer sitting at a, a reception desk. A non-binary dragonborn sits behind the desk. Can I help y'all? Behind it, it's a reception desk to the... Yeah, to the uh, to the little library. It's the Junior Association of Sovereign Sorcerers. And this is where Maury was coming for the for the hot goss. Yeah, the hot goss. <laughs> this is this is who you would chat up for the hot goss. Oh, I'm gonna just disguise myself as a as a stu- as before we like go near the building, kind of look at what kind of the general vibe of the students coming out are, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just pick a random one, maybe like a uh, let's go. Hmm. I'll be a dwarf. Give me a uh, DC 15 perception check. This can be your hot goss roll to see how much of this look that you can pull off and not have some uncanny valley shit going on as you go in to talk to this dragonborn. <laughs> oh, 19 on the die. It's a 21. All right. You perfectly replicate this dwarf. You are able to go in and chat up the dragonborn. And what information are you looking to get out? Hi, um, I'm uh, trying to uh, secure myself an officer spot in, with Jazz, and I just, I heard about this event that's happening tonight, and I was wondering if you could help me out to uh, just, who are the major players here? I, anybody I should particularly talk to? Somehow I secured myself an invitation, like Maury's going to pull out the invitation. I'm so nervous. I, it's my first year, and I just really don't want to mess anything up, and and uh, I know they're honoring a Yergish uh, uh, archmage, and I honestly I forgot his name. I'm not great at names. Um, I just I, I really need some help. Well, bless your heart. You know, I, is that a is that a Hiko accent I hear? Are you a, are you originally from the Still Dwarf Ranges? Oh, I, you know, I've been trying to hide it. Just uh, oh, because darling, there ain't a need for that. You just you uh, got you got to you got to be you. Uh, you know, college is about you know finding yourself. You just. You, you have every right to be as much of a Hiko as you want. Oh, thank you so much. I just, you're the kindest person I talked to since I walked onto this campus. And I just, I was just so nervous. And I can't. Okay, well, now take it down a notch, hon. I didn't, well, that's a little bit more than I was looking for. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, here, let me get you a tissue. Thank, thank you. And she, she pulls out a tissue and hands it to you. So you're talking about the event for uh, Archmage Thelonious Throckmorton. Thel- Thel- oh, dear good. Thelonious? Thelonious? Archmage Thelonious Throckmorton. He's um, titty boy. He's uh, a uh, archmage uh, with a focus on uh, urban common. Like the language. He's a linguist. He studies the different ways that language influences spellcasting. Mm. You know whether it's 
fireball or fireball. I mean, it can become and make a difference when you're casting it. Um, uh, and that's, that's what he, yeah, he's... Um, mm-hmm. I heard some, someone back in, he go cast a fireball <laughs> and didn't go quite out, quite come out the way that they wanted. And who? Yeah, you know, it happens to the best of us sometimes. All right, all right. Thelonious that. Yep. Please write that down because Lord knows I'm not going to remember it. <laughs> I got I got it written down. Thank you, Saga Nadal. That is a patron NPC <laughs> from our patron NPC list. Saga Nadal. How do you spell that? No, not that. It's not. That's not a real thing. I, that's that's a. Oh. <laughs> it's just when we thank her. Don't look. Don't look directly at the players backstage. <laughs> what should I wear to this? Well, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's a formal event, so formal robes are are appropriate. Um, but you know, if you want to zhuzh it up and go a little bit fancier, you know, uh, the situation like a, a lot of people when they're representing the school themselves, they'll wear their formal school robes. So like the like the the head of uh, uh, the Association for Sovereign Sorcerers and those bastards over at Wank mm-hmm. will, will be wearing their formal regalia. But most of the other uh, alumni will just come in trying to look extra fancy in their fancier robes, so they'll be a little bit a little bit more zhuzhed up. Um, and then there'll be some you know some undergrad students there who are you know tied to wealthy families. That's how they get access to it. They'll probably just be wearing their standard uh, standard students' robes, or you know, yeah, but but like formal, like the nice ones. Okay, okay. I think who it sure was a lot lot to get just even to get here into the school and to pay for for being here. But I sure am glad I got to go. Yeah, it's not cheap. Sure ain't. One would almost say it's prohibitive. It helps facilitate a structural. Uh, societal issues. But, you know, that's just, that's not my decision. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, what am I say? All right. Well, thank you so very much. Uh, I Have you by chance met this Thelonious or know anything about, about this? I'd really like to introduce myself just out of, uh, just pure hospitality or, or walking in. He's the guest honor, but I, I've never been to, uh, yeah. I, I'm not familiar. I haven't met any Yergish folk, and I, I don't want to overstep any kind of... No, no, no. Like, the Yergish are famously, uh, a famously congenial people. He's an orc. I would say on the younger side for an orc. You know, they're they're friendly folk over... I don't mean to generalize, but, you know, they, they do continually get identified as some of the happiest people. And they have, uh, they have the, uh, uh, this concept called heeg of coziness. Like coziness is a big cultural component. Coziness. Yeah. So just, just go on up to him and you say hello. So he's a hugger. He's a hugger? Yeah. Oh, probably so. Oh, okay. He probably is. Mm-hmm. They like to celebrate over there too. So you, you might want to, if you're going to say hello, probably do it mm. a little bit earlier in the in- evening or those hugs may linger if you know what I'm saying. Oh, thank you for, <laughs> for looking out there. Thank you so much. Uh, and what was your name? My name? I'm uh, Jobin Brobbins. Jobin Brobbins. Yep. So great to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. It's a real pleasure. Thank you so much. I'll be sure to swing by next time I'm around. I'll let you know how it goes. Y'all, you bet. (laughs) (laughs) So, hot goss on the target received. You get a general description of of him as this archmage orc on the younger side. Who gets to get a little toasty. It's a cozy partier. All right. <laughs> a fond of his gray rock vodka. <laughs> <laughs> or red rock. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> red rock vodka. So uh, we got we got our uniforms. We got our uh, your fake sword. You got your hot goss. Poison is up next. Oh, we should ask if he had any food allergies or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they, you know he's gonna know his full medical history. 
<laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know if they, it was probably a question for the catering staff more than anything else. Mm. Yeah, that would have been a good one for the catering staff. You want to do a quick luck roll, Eldrin? I'll let you retcon that in that you thought about asking that beforehand. Okay. Uh, it's going to be higher than 11 or higher. Oh, it's like the mullets. Oh, boy. that is a 19 sir oh we'll just stay with the theme and say he is lactose intolerant Mm. got it Mm. you find out that they were ordered not to um not to do any dairy based entrees and have plenty of non-dairy hors d'oeuvre options that makes the poison easy (laughs) (laughs) Mm. just gotta get some milk then we're good that's like the primary dish won't have any milk in it but there will be some hors d'oeuvres with cheese and stuff and of course, there will be obviously milk mm. in the uh, uh, red rock, white Russian. Exactly. There you go. Yep, that's what I was thinking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Those do a number on me. <laughs> so good. So good. All right. So then to uh, to wrap up the session, you guys are going to head over to Omega, Omega, Omega to see if you can find an alchemist to hook you up with um, a little something. <laughs> Dead good, good. <laughs> you guys head over to not Greek row, but you know what I mean. The the society row are the major house row and uh you come up to one of the larger houses and even still even though it's you know three in the afternoon at this point there appears to be some kind of party going on somewhere there is a just this huge brawny tiefling holding another uh, tiefling upside down on the yard as they do a keg stand frisbees go zinging back and forth from the yard and there's just this low thrum of music from somewhere inside the building as you guys uh, walk up, walk past the couple of tieflings sunning in the, the front yard and go up to the front door and knock, it swings open and you guys walk into the foyer and uh, this guy kind of comes stumbling out wearing a bathrobe and uh, boxers, uh, bathrobe open. This tiefling, bright, bright, bright blue tiefling, horns swept up, kind of stumbles into this large foyer with these two curving staircases that almost curve like tiefling horns upwards into this larger uh, upstairs that you can see that again, kind of similar to the uh, the registrar's office. There's a, a balcony that runs around these couple of larger wings upstairs. You can see uh, there's two hallways that go back behind the, the stairwell deeper into the building. And then there's two large open wings to the left and right of the entry itself where there's a couple of pool tables and foosball tables and at least one giant scrying portal with uh, some kind of game system hooked up to it. There are tieflings kind of sprawled around and all partying a little bit in different states of recreation and and hanging out. There's a massive fireplace that splits the two staircases and there's this this huge portrait of a this massive tiefling dressed in this impeccable three-piece suit just with a vest holding a brandy snifter up in one hand in front of the fireplace that the portrait is above. And this guy who stumbles up to you, very bleary-eyed decanter of something in his hand, kind of looks at you and cocks his head sideways, Todd, and then looks up at the giant painting. And he looks at you and he looks at the painting and he looks back at you and he goes, guys, the chosen one is returned. (laughs) And that's where we're going to end up with this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, Jesus. Please, God, no. (laughs) I'm just letting you know. Oh, my God. Why would you make Todd the chosen one in the middle of my arc? (laughs) Please, please don't do this to me. (laughs) If someone asks if you are a God, you say yes. (laughs) You say say yes. (sighs) All right. Stick a pen in it. There's a through line here. Uh, So... um, (laughs) 
but we'll go we'll do we'll go into it in the um mvp episode Again, I know it seems like time has passed since you've heard me, but it's literally been seconds and I still don't know how I'm breaking out the episode. Uh, So do I really know what beat it ends on? Oh yeah, Todd's not the main character. I know there's going to be some of that in like the next week or two before the next campaign episode comes out, but Todd, not the main character. So hey, of course, I want to take a special moment here to thank our patrons whose support of the show really does help us bring bigger and better content, both at home and to far and distant lands, where I like to think, I like to hope that this has caused at least one cultural international incident. Maybe when I write up the whole Yurgish lore post that's coming. Sorry. So anyway, what do you get for supporting the Party of Five? Well, bonus podcasts like the Hunter's Party, behind-the-scenes content, lore posts like I just mentioned about the Norse-inspired land of cohabitating orcs and elves that I'll be dreaming up here in the next week or so. Additional video content like the Tournament of Champions, where we put our toxic competitive spirit to the test. Loot and access to old streams. If you didn't catch them when we were streaming live, why didn't you catch them when you were streaming live? It's fucking Monday night. What are you watching, football? Okay, so look, honestly, some of the cast is watching football at the same time, too. Multitask. Two windows on your browser. Make it happen. Anyway, head over to patreon.com forward slash gmdlcast to really get a really good look. Just a unfiltered, raw, exposed, where is this going? I don't know view of the bonus content that we bring you for supporting the show and help us continue to improve as we move forward. And without further ado, thank you to Boots and Cats, Boots and Cats, Boots and Cats. How did you think I was going to say that? Boots and Cats and Boots and Cats and Boots and Cats? Really, your expectations are far too high. Daniel, I always want to say your last name is Paella. Ken, Kirk, also, see your last name is Anakin. My brain doesn't work right. Malohai, Mr. Smee, Sundance Sid, Really, dude, I'm not yanking your chain. It, I'll be in touch. Todd might be the chosen one, but wants you to know that he expects you to respect him if he is the chosen one and it wants at least a few comps because of it. And if you provide that, then given the opportunity, he might choose you. No promises, though. Speak to his agent. A roboticized private eye. Bryce, Cosmic Worm, Mr. Bible Pants. Dean, don't use good yarn. On bad conspiracies. The Dreken, Korobe Nikki Bobiki, Miles, new names only. Rith, the Swallow would be proud. Slurping Beatbox. You guys are stepping up the Patreon names. I appreciate it more than you could possibly know. And hey, you know what? Maury, gonna get you a little special something from the gift shop. Not gonna pay for it, probably. So I wouldn't wear it on campus, but she will have thought of you when she, um, Absorbed it? Osmosis did? Are, are we using osmosis as a verb now? Is it a verb? I don't fucking know. I'm not a scientist. I'm on a podcast. Hannah, Jesse, Yogan, Kalevi Helvetti. Karlek is the best girl is a name that I should have connected to Baldur's Gate three weeks ago. Did not until very recently. And I'm embarrassed. Loki the Angry Dwarf. Martian, it's totally okay, man. Ogstar is there for you. And will be there for you more in 15 days. I'm sorry. I didn't set the program up the way that it did. I will hook you up with a few extra replies. Thomas, Eldrin, doesn't hate what you're doing. That's as affirming as he really gets. He does not hate what you're doing. I hope you appreciate what a um, firm endorsement that is from Eldrin. I wish I hadn't said firm. Bill, 
Dr. Death, Gibbons Camp, Matt Dave, Professor Flattop, Saga Natal, Zork Fox, and Resident Alpha Patron Lee. Roro, sounds like I'm going to have to do this voice forever. I'd like to pretend that I didn't jump at the chance to do a bastardized Scooby-Doo and Baba said he was summing a Mastiff, but Baba has a dog sidekick now. And he really, really wants your support to make Baba rumming him more often. Bro, Anyway, once again, these fabulous, beautiful, amazing, dead, just fucking dead sexy people uh, help us improve our audio quality, participate in conventions, fund equipment improvements, fund pretty much everything the show does. And we would not be here without them. Okay, I probably would, but I'm very lonely. And this is really the place where the most people pay attention to me. Is that sad? It was just my birthday. Anyway, I understand times are tough and things are are hard for a lot of people right now. So you might not be able to financially support. No problem. Are you in the Discord? I cannot forgive you for not being in the Discord, but I can forgive you for not financially supporting as long as you tell somebody about the show. Seriously. Word of mouth is such a huge difference for a show of our size. And speaking up and recommending the show to somebody, either somebody you know, somebody you work with, not in HR, for your sake and mine. Somebody at your friendly local game shop. Write it on the back of receipts. GMDLcast.com forward slash listen. It'll make it easy. But seriously, word of mouth is the, the quickest way podcasts grow. One in five people decide which podcast they should listen to next based off the recommendation of a friend family member, a random stranger screaming on the street. Don't scream, folks. Loudly suggest. One in five. Losing that would be like losing Baba. And if we didn't rev Baba, you wouldn't rev me. And also, I wouldn't have to do that voice. <sighs> Catch 22, man. Catch 22. So anyway, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your support, patrons. Thank you for your ears, non-patron listeners. Wow, that's fucking creepy given the context of this intro. Um, Happy Halloween, everybody. Anyway, thanks for joining us in our corner of the actual play universe. And as always, hope you enjoyed the show. Rutherford. Hello. No, he hasn't given me a name yet. It's quite distressing, actually. No, I don't ever intend on telling him this is my real voice. 
I started in with that Ruby Roo shit, and he totally, totally bought it. I know, it's the greatest prank we've ever pulled. And, and, I don't know if he listens to the after show blurbs, so he'll never know. His dog really talks like this every time he summons a mount now, which will have to be the dog, or the fans will riot. He's going to get, I don't build Robra. But you and I, ha ha, will understand that it is the greatest trick ever played by a masterful thespian upon an unwitting audience. Huzzah! Rabbi, 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 rabb